everybody. It's Melissa again, the host of Mind Your Own Karma. Thank you for joining me today. I am super excited. This will be episode 21 at Siren Tail Studios, and I'm just super excited. I just uh, did my third bonus episode of The Karma Files that came out on April 16th. So if you missed that and you like ghost stories, you might want to go back and listen to that. But yeah, we are chugging right along. I still can't believe that I'm doing this and that um, I'm on episode 21 now. But thank you so much for joining me, like I said, and supporting me. It means so much to me. I have some of the most greatest and loyal fans. Of course, my mom, Yvonne Brunetti, is one of my most loyal fans. And then I would say my second most loyal fan is my friend Larry. So thank you both for supporting me every week and listening and subscribing. So for this week's episode, I kind of realized that um, I talk about authenticity a lot, and I was thinking, have I even tackled like what authenticity really is and what does it look like and how do you, what are some practical ways that you can get it or start the process of being more authentic? And that's just the key to living a life that you love is being authentic. There's no other way you can't be happy if you're not living an authentic life. So let's dive into that a little bit. Have you ever noticed that when you start making positive changes in your life, the people and the things around you, not only are you changing, but those things change as well. And even though your changes might be good for you because you're becoming more authentic to yourself, there are some growing pains along the way too with the change. And so I'm going to talk about what you need to embrace and what you need to let go when you're in the process of becoming more authentic. So to become authentic, you kind of need to take a little bit of inventory and decide what your core values are going to be, what's your identity going to be, and make some decisions about that first. And when you do that, that's just going to illuminate the path of where you need to go from there. And you just, things are just going to start opening, doors are going to just start opening for you. So where do you start in taking that personal inventory? What you need to do is you need to notice when you feel authentic. And what does that feeling feel like? Um, it, It feels like joy. It feels like fun. It feels like all the positive things that you could feel. That is how you know. How do you feel? There's no way that you can feel those things when you are not being true to yourself. You can tell when you are wearing a mask in front of people and not being true to yourself. You know that. You can feel it. It doesn't feel good. And when you feel that tension in yourself, you need to recognize that in the moment and change it catch yourself and change it. And if you really are wanting to be practicing that authenticity, then that's what you need to do is in that moment, recognize it and, and just be yourself. And it can be scary at first to do that um, for many, many reasons, which we'll talk about in a little bit later of what you need to let go. But when you're taking this personal inventory, the questions that you need to ask yourself are, 
what activities, people, um, situations, work, um, what makes me feel alive? What makes me bring joy? What brings joy to me? Um, and then even question it a little bit more and figure out the situations that don't feel good. Why? What's really going on there? And, you know, write it down. Um, that person that you're with that you just, you know, you're like, oh, God, I want to hang out with that person. Well, why? You know, there's got to be a reason. Um, and what emotions are coming up, too? You know, when you think about that person or that situation that um, does, doesn't feel authentic to you. And so analyze those things and also analyze what drains you emotionally, physically, mentally. There's some people that just suck the energy out of you. Those are people you don't want to be around when you are wanting to be more authentic because obviously they're not jiving with you and for some reason. And so, yeah, look at all those reasons and, and ask yourself those things. Your feelings are your compass and realizing in every moment what feeling you are having, that activity alone is going to show you where the changes need to take place. Get in the habit of checking in with yourself multiple times a day. Get in that habit. How am I feeling right now? Why am I feeling that way? If it's a good feeling, hey, this is something that is aligning with me and feels authentic. If it doesn't feel good, try and remove yourself the best that you can. You know, sometimes you can't, but try and limit that situation as best you can. So just ask yourself, you know, when you're, when you're checking in with yourself, okay, this feels good. Who am I with? Um, what am I doing? And what emotions are coming up? Okay. Well, that's going to go on the, you know, keep doing that list. And it really is. It's super simple, right? Just how do I feel? Simple question. Um, but we get so automatic in our day a lot of times that we just don't even check in with ourselves at all. But when we finally realize that we're doing that, then we can change it, right? And so when we finally get tired of our crap that we're doing every day, um, unconsciously every day, that's where it needs to change, just becoming conscious in the moment. So that brings us to like the second thing is be present with yourself. The ability to be present with yourself is an essential part to being authentic. There are so many things that distract us nowadays and how we have to have everything now. And it just, it, to me, the chatter is just sometimes so loud that you can't hear your own self. So practice being present with yourself, no matter what all the chaos around you is going on, just practice that. So in the moment that you're checking in with yourself, what's happening? Are you wondering if you're saying the right thing, if you're acting the right way? Are you wondering how that person thinks about you, um, what you should do next, what you should focus on, what you're gonna say next? Those are red flags because now you're outside of yourself. You need to come back and focus inward and reflect on who you are and what you want to bring to the table now that you're being authentic. 
which brings us to um, number three, which is to build your support system, your social support system. If you are intentionally wanting to live authentically, you're going to have to surround yourself with people who are like-minded and authentic themselves. The more you intentionally give your time and attention to people that are not only being authentic, but also support you in your journey of being authentic, then that's where the magic happens. And those are the people that you need to be spending your time with. These people are your people. These people are your tribe. So how do you, what are ways that you can find your tribe? Um, I would say, you know, find groups of people that are interested in the same things that you're interested in, whether you like to skydive or you like to surf or you like to paint, whatever it is, maybe join some groups that have the same interests that you do. Do you have that one friend that's like your big encourager? Well, that's somebody that you want to be around um, rather than somebody that's going to be jealous or shoot down all your great ideas and changes. Another thing you can do is find a good therapist, um, a life coach, a mentor who can help you navigate your journey of self-discovery. Those people are priceless in your life. If you can find that, those are people that you need to surround yourself with. And just check in on the relationships and the people that you're spending time with from time to time and reevaluate. Just kind of check in with yourself and make sure that these are still people that you want to hang around and that are encouraging you and you want to surround yourself with people that are even, they even have a higher vibration than you because then you're going to try and reach and match that. And so that's another place that you can grow. Have you ever noticed like when you're around somebody that's depressed all the time, how it brings your energy level down, it brings your mood down, it's bringing your vibration down. So if you're around those positive type people that make you feel good, you're going to raise your vibration, which is just going to bring great things into your life at that point. And that is the goal. So keeping that authentic social circle is key in you being authentic as well. So definitely an area that you need to analyze and look at. The fourth thing that you need to look at is how you communicate. Communication is so important when you are becoming authentic. There's a lot of times where you don't say what you want to say or you don't stick up for yourself because you're afraid of how that's going to look to the other person or they're not going to like you or they're going to judge you or whatever it is, um, all that self-doubt that comes in. That is something that needs to go. Um, So improving how you communicate and being assertive in your um, delivery. I think a lot of times, especially women, We are afraid to be assertive and bold and step out and have an opinion because we get labeled as being a bitch, but that's on them, not you. So you just do you and you can't worry about the labels and all that other bullshit that they're going to try and put on you because they don't want you to have an opinion. They want you to have their opinion. It's okay to, for people to have differing opinions, just agree to disagree and move on. It's okay. I think a lot of um, the way we communicate is how what what is our tone and what is our intention behind it, um, because you can come across as being bossy and an aggressive communicator. And then there's people that um, 
choose to stay quiet. And then there are the passive, you know, communicators. But I think both of those are going to block the authenticity exchange when you communicate. So if your intentions are pure and, you know, you don't go in with anger or the intention of changing somebody's mind about something, you're just stating your opinion and that's it. You know, I think that's totally okay to do. I used to have a person in my life that would keep repeating the same thing over and over again because they did not believe that I was hearing them correctly because if I heard them correctly, then I would agree with them. And that just wasn't the case. I was not agreeing with you. And however you want to say it, it doesn't matter. I don't agree. And that's okay. But this person did not see that as being okay. They were one of those aggressive communicators and definitely a person that was not authentic and definitely a person that was miserable in their life because of that. I think there's a huge difference in being assertive in your communication skills as opposed to being aggressive in your communication skills. There's a big difference. So what does assertive communication look like? Um, it, it's basically expressing your point of view or your needs honestly and with confidence. Also, you need to listen to the other person when they speak and keeping eye contact during the conversation. And then last but not least, give yourself permission to say no. Part of becoming authentic is knowing your boundaries. And when you know your boundaries, then you know where that no needs to come in. And a lot of times we feel like saying no to somebody is rude, but it's necessary for self-care. And authenticity really does boil down to self-care. And speaking of self-care kind of takes us to number five, which is to take daily action towards being authentic. So set aside time to look at the priorities for the day that you want to get done, whether it's, you know, exercise, meditation, you have to work, um, you want to get a nap in because you didn't sleep well the night before, all those things um, need to be planned. And look at your list and see if it's dominated by other people's to-do lists and what they need you to do are their priorities. What, what comes first? I mean, yeah, sometimes as a parent, you know, you gotta, you gotta do things for the kids and put yourself aside, but your kids need to see that you self-care also, because then that's going to teach them that that's okay to take that time out for yourself and that you don't have your whole to-do list doesn't have to be filled with other people's things. That is such a big thing to teach your kids really is to take time out for themselves. I mean, what a gift that is to give to a child. So look at your, you know, day-to-day actions and what's on your list because It's those little small things, those little daily decisions that add up to who you are. And if your to-do list is filled with all the other things that for other people, that's when you become resentful and angry. And that moment is the moment you check in and say, wait a second, 
I'm feeling this anger and resentment. So that means I'm not living authentically. The light bulb goes off right there, right? Analyze it, figure out why and fix it. And make sure in that daily planner that you have made that list for the day includes like small little steps towards those personal goals that you have. It could be, you know, researching a new career. It could be researching a new hobby. Even if it's just 15 minutes of your day, you know, commit to something small and do a little bit every day and you will be surprised at how it becomes habit and becomes more simple because all those little small changes add up. And even doing 15 minutes a day will feel good because you are building upon that big goal that you have set for yourself or whatever that was. And you just keep moving forward a little bit every day. On to number six. Sometimes we get on that hamster wheel and start running and we look around and we're getting nowhere. But we just keep getting on the hamster wheel because maybe we're afraid to get off because then there will be zero progress. But if we give ourselves the permission to step back and take a moment, and maybe you do have to get off that hamster wheel and step away for a while. Because when you hyper-focus on a problem that you're having, sometimes you can totally lose sight of the, the goal. And taking a break kind of gives your whole being a breath of fresh air. I mean, you might really need to step back and take some time off. Maybe you need a day, maybe you need a week, maybe you need a month to step back and refocus and be able to see the bigger picture a little bit more clearer. I know for me, especially when I'm doing something creative, like I used to um, do wedding cakes and, you know, I would feel this pressure to like get it done and get it perfect and you know, I had this time constraint. I had to keep going. I had to keep working on it. But if I would have just stepped back and taken 30 minutes, actually, I would have been a lot more effective in my time and probably would have got it done a lot quicker than if I would have just kept working on it and getting more and more frustrated and tired. And sometimes that's the hardest thing to do, to walk away when you feel the pressure of getting something done by a time deadline. It can be super stressful, but it's so necessary sometimes to walk away because when I would do that and I would come back and I would just have this, oh man, just a, a fresh mind and I wouldn't be frustrated and I wouldn't keep making mistakes and having to redo my work. It was such a good practice to get into. Give yourself permission to get off the hamster wheel when you see that you're, you're in that mode and it doesn't feel good. So again, there's your light, you know, light bulb moment there is this does not feel good. So I need to stop for a minute and take a rest. Just give yourself that permission to do that. Super, super important um, because it is not only self-care, but you will become more effective in your time management as well. Another good thing to do, which is number seven, is to recognize your influences. So you have internal 
influences and you have external influences. So the internal influences are those that are driven by your heart and your dreams and those things that push you to be a better person and push you to achieve your goals. Now, the external motivators refer to decisions that you make based on external factors. And those could be people, those could be your work, those could be your kids. It could be things like money or recognition or expectations from other people. Those things are all external motivators and influencers. So when you take the time to distinguish if something's internal or external, you can make a decision with more clarity. So this is when you go and you look at yourself in the mirror, like I'm always talking about, and you need to ask yourself some questions like, do I feel pressure in this moment? Why do I feel pressure? Is it from a certain person? So if so, who is that person? And just analyze why you're feeling the pressure. Maybe question your goals. Ask yourself what you want to accomplish with the goal. And if maybe you come up against some difficult obstacles while trying to attain the goal, ask yourself, am I willing to fight for it? Am I willing to make this happen? Is this truly what I want? And really listen to your gut. How does it feel? And how will it feel when you attain the goal? Does it kind of feel like, eh, I don't really, I'm not feeling it? Then maybe that's not something that you need to pursue Maybe the goal needs to be tweaked a little bit or, or totally changed. Pivots are totally okay and normal and everybody does it and should do it because if something starts not feeling right, then pivot. There's no reason to keep just beating your head up against the wall and it when you finally accomplish it, you, you don't even enjoy it. You're not happy. It's okay to take a detour. I mean, living authentically really comes from your heart and your intuition and those are the things that you need to check in with and always ask yourself, how does it feel? And just put yourself into situations and conversations and things that make you feel good and just light you up. That's the goal. And the more you practice that habit and check in with your intuition and your heart, the more easily it becomes to be authentic to yourself. And that is where the joy and happiness is. It's kind of funny because um, I know somebody that gives of themselves so much that they don't check in with themselves and they become very resentful when they feel like they've given and given and given to maybe a certain person and that person isn't giving back to them. And I had to kind of point out that it's not personal. That person is not trying to hurt you. They're just doing, they're just being their authentic selves and they're doing what they want to do. So if you are doing something to expect and have that expectation of getting something back, that you are setting yourself up right there. You are setting yourself up for so much resentment and anger towards that person when they're just living their life. They're just living their life. And that's what you should be doing. And that feeling stinks, man. That really stinks. I've done it. I've, you know, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to do this for this person. And 
then I'm going to get something back. And man, expectations are a killer of joy. They really, really are. They're They're a killer of joy. So if you're not doing something freely, then I would say not to, don't do it. Don't do it because you're not doing it from a place of authenticity. You're doing it from a place of ego and what you can possibly get out of, out of it. And the resentment you feel towards that other person should be really redirected at you. You should be mad at yourself because again, that's your red flag that you aren't being authentic to yourself. You did that, not that other person. That other person is living their life authentically and making their decisions from their heart and their intuition. And because you didn't do that, you're angry, but your anger is redirected at the wrong spot. It should be back at yourself. And that should be a sign that something needs to change, that you need to stop doing that because it's not aligning with your authentic self. Check your motives and see why you're actually doing something for somebody. Because if it if you're not doing it from a place of free will that you just want to give to that person and not get, then that's healthy. So obviously there's a lot of positives to living authentically. But another thing that happens when you start living authentically is you learn that you are in what people call the flow. And what is the flow? Have you ever been in the flow? Do you know what that feels like? It feels joyful and easy. And your creativity and abundance will just start showing up effortlessly. It's like when you're doing something that you love doing, even if it might be hard work, it feels so good. And that's what the flow is when you're doing that thing that you're, that you're meant to do. And that's just a byproduct of being authentic. It just happens. And that's one of the benefits of living life authentically. So let's talk about some real world experiences where authenticity can be a little bit difficult. And let's start with relationships. Um, You need to feel like you can be authentic, obviously, to your partner. Um, You need to feel like you can be vulnerable to your partner. And that starts with having healthy communication and being able to express your opinions and your feelings. And again, just feeling like you can be vulnerable to that person and whatever you tell them is not going to come up later in some argument or something like that. And at the same time, there needs to be active listening to your partner's needs and, you know, try not to react and get emotional in the moment or feel defensive in the moment because it's not always all about you. And, you know, that person needs to be able to express their feelings and you need to be able to listen to that and just have that healthy communication back and forth. Another real life situation that can be difficult to be authentic, which to me is probably one of the number one places that's so difficult to be authentic, is the workplace. Professionalism should not compromise your authenticity, but sometimes it does. And sometimes it feels like you need to play the game, you know, at work just to keep things status quo. But what does that do to your authenticity? Um, If you're playing the game, you definitely are not being authentic. So sometimes to get ahead, you can alienate yourself. And then that creates more of an atmosphere of competitiveness instead of collaboration with your coworkers. So a healthy work environment 
would encourage, you know, open dialogue and exchange of ideas and that you feel respected in the diversity of the people that you work with. And in my, uh, in my uh, experience, that is so difficult to do. And if you really feel like your authenticity is being stifled so much that it's affecting your everyday life and making you just so stressed out and sick, then it's time to go. It is time to find something else. And again, I'm talking to the choir here. I'm singing to the choir because I definitely feel like my work environment is not a place to be uh, a safe place to be authentic. So yeah, (laughs) sometimes doing this podcast is, uh, I was calling myself out on stuff too. It can take a lot of courage and bravery to, to learn how to be real. And, but you know, you set yourself free and it brings you joy when you do it. And you know, it might not happen overnight, but you'll get there. Once you start tapping into your authenticity and finding your voice, and when you finally stick up for yourself and you know, you're going to realize, dang, that really felt good that I didn't hold that in and that I did it in a healthy way. I wasn't rude. I wasn't wrong. And it felt so right. So lastly, what I want to talk about is what needs to go in order to be authentic. And some of these we may have touched on a little bit already, but I have about seven little things that just, you need to stop. You need to stop doing. So number one is you need to stop the need to people please. If you are thinking, if you are filtering everything that you think and do through the lens of other people, that is not being authentic. And you need to look at yourself and see what feels right to you and evaluate that. Don't be looking to other people. They don't know you down deep inside. They don't know what gives you joy, what sparks you, like what gives you energy and all the things that you feel good about life. They don't know. So stop trying to please other people and doing the things that they think you should be doing. That is a fast track to making horrible decisions and being unhappy. Number two, your need for everyone to like you needs to go. Not everyone is going to like you. Not everyone is going to be on your team. And that is just life. I know it, you know, it's no fun to have people not like you. Then you start self-analyzing and why don't they like me? But I'm a great person. And then, you know, you go down that rabbit hole, that spiral of what's wrong with me. Nothing's wrong with you. Nothing's wrong with you and nothing's wrong with them. It just, you guys are on different levels of vibing. Like you might be on a higher vibration than them. And so it's just not going to flow. Your relationship's not going to flow. So stop looking at yourself like you're doing something wrong. I mean, obviously if you are, then, you know, obviously you need to change that. But most of the time when we're worried about why somebody doesn't like us, it's because we don't like us. And then that's a whole nother thing, right? If you're confident in who you are, then you usually don't have those doubts like that. So maybe that's what you need to work on um, is liking yourself. And like I said, that's a whole nother subject that we're not going to talk about today. Number three, you need to stop 
worrying about others' judgments and criticisms about whatever you're doing or saying or wanting to do. Their opinions don't matter. I mean, they're just probably jealous that you are making strides to be happy and better, and they're not. So, you know what? The easiest job is to be the critic, right? And so just let them. Who cares? You know what? When, when they're, they're going to be in the rearview mirror very soon because you're going places. And so just stop looking back there because that's not the direction that you're going. Number four is the opinions of others. It's a little bit different than criticism, although their motives are probably the same. But who cares what their opinion is? I mean, yeah, listen to it if you want to. If it's somebody who's special in your life and that you trust and that you admire and that you know has your best interest at heart. But if they don't, again, rear view mirror. Okay, bye. I, I, don't, I don't have time for that. I really don't. So that's the other thing. Did I ask you for your opinion? Because if I didn't, then I probably don't respect whatever you're going to say anyway. Number five, which we just kind of talked about, is self-doubt. Self-doubt is, wow, a killer of all your joy because you can't have joy with self-doubt. You're constantly questioning everything you do. And who can live like that? I, I don't, that to me, I don't see where there's joy in any of that. Where is the self-doubt coming from? Where, what is it stemming from? That's what you need to look at because that probably needs to be handled before you can even start working on your authenticity because I don't think you can even know yourself with that self-doubt. If you're always questioning yourself, how do you know who you are? It's, I think that's impossible. So self-doubt needs to go in the trash. The opinions of others need to go in the trash. Your criticism needs to go in the trash. Your people-pleasing needs to go in the trash. Your need for everyone to like you needs to go in the trash. Number six, the other thing that needs to go in the trash is the need to make others understand your motives. Why do we feel like, you know, a lot of times there's where that self-doubt is because if you're doubting yourself, then you are looking for the reassurance in other people. So when you tell the little story, you're looking for that, oh, that's a great idea. And then you're like, oh God, thank God, because I wasn't sure, you know? And so you just, you got to let go of that need to, that's a, a people pleasing thing is to making other people understand and have them agree with you. That necessarily does not have to happen. And if you know that you're moving in the right direction on something, then you don't need to make anyone else understand. If it feels good to you, then, you know, they think it's some harebrained idea. I mean, Jim Henson started <laughs> with sock puppets on his hands. And I think he, so he, you know, sewed on little um, buttons for eyes and was making these stupid little voices and made these crazy little videos. And if you would have saw like his first videos, if you ever have, you're like, what the heck? That's crazy. Like I, I, <laughs> to be honest, I would have been like, okay, dude, you're, you're nuts. I don't know what you're doing. This is not going to go anywhere. You have a dang sock on your hand. And you're making these crazy noises. So I don't I don't know where this is going. But hey, obviously my opinion doesn't count, right? And my need to understand doesn't count because he made it work. 
and that's where he started. And who he obviously didn't care about making other people understand his vision. He didn't care. And good thing he didn't. I mean, geez, what, what would we have not had? All the Muppet stuff and all that fun stuff. So who am I to, you know, judge any of that? So number seven, what other, what other thing needs to go in the trash is feeling bad for losing people in your life. Um, it's going to happen. It's going to happen that people are going to fall off because the vibrational change in you is going to feel uncomfortable to other people, some people. And again, if they're not your people, then, um, then it's time to prune the tree. You know, those dead branches need to come off in order for you to thrive. So it's okay. It's okay. Or, you know, some relationships might have to change the level of, you know, how much you see them and what you tell them and how close the relationship is maybe has to change a little bit. Maybe you don't have to like totally toss it, but you know, sometimes people reveal themselves to you and therefore sometimes you need to make some boundaries with them. And that's okay. If you're still willing to have that relationship with them, that is a relationship that's healthy for you. So you can make those boundaries for yourself. And then those people can choose also what their boundaries are going to be with you at that point. If things have changed, you know, maybe they don't want to carry on the relationship. That's fine. Like I'm, I don't, I don't have that need to change what I'm doing to keep people in my life because if they're not on the train with me in the direction that I want to go, then maybe this is your stop and you need to get off my train. And I just don't feel bad about that. I just don't. I'm doing what I need to do. You do what you need to do. And there's no hard feelings in that at all. So after you throw all of that stuff in the trash, I am going to challenge you to go out and be a badass today. Be your badass self and see what happens. Thank you for listening to Mind Your Own Karma today. And as always, take what you need and leave what you don't. And always remember to mind your own karma. And I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mind Your Own Karma podcast today. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would really appreciate it if you would leave a rating and comment about this podcast. You have no idea how much this helps to get the word out about this podcast and reach more people. Be sure to click the subscribe tab to get notified of future episodes so you won't miss a thing. You can also find my Instagram and Facebook links below if you would like to follow me there as well. If you would like to send me a message, have an idea for an upcoming episode, or even think you or someone you know might be a great guest on the podcast, you can email me at mindyourownkarma at gmail.com. And lastly, if you like true ghost stories, you might want to look into my bonus Karma Files Full Moon episodes. And if you have any personal ghost stories, you can email or DM them to me and they might get featured on the podcast. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week.